Section 62 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Marie Christian. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. By Father Louis de Ségur. General Cambrone The celebrated Cambrone, one of the bravest generals of the First Empire, commenced his military career by the lowest grades. He was a corporal in 1795 and was quartered at Nantes. Notwithstanding his youth, he was scarcely twenty. He had already contracted that deplorable habit which is the ruin of so many soldiers, the habit of drinking and even of getting thoroughly intoxicated. And as the young man was high-spirited and hot-tempered, it was scarcely safe to cross or to vex him when his natural excitability was increased by copious libations of wine. One day, when intoxicated, he forgot himself so entirely as to strike an officer who gave him an order. He was tried by court-martial and condemned to death, as is customary in such cases. Nevertheless, the colonel of his regiment had learned to appreciate the energy, courage, and intelligence of the young soldier. He applied to a representative of the people, a commissary of the government, then at Nantes, and asked pardon for Cambrone. It is impossible, replied the commissary. It is necessary to make an example, or discipline will be lost in the army. Corporal Cambrone must die. But still the colonel persisted, and pleaded his cause so well that he obtained the pardon of his soldier, but on one condition only, and that was that he would never get intoxicated again. The worthy colonel went at once to the military prison and sent for Cambrone. You have committed a serious offense, corporal, he said to him. That is true, colonel, but you see the consequences. It has cost me my life. Perhaps, said the colonel, how so, perhaps? You know the rigor of military law. I expect no pardon. I have nothing but death before me. No, you must not die yet. I bring you the pardon of which you despaired. I have procured it with much trouble from the commissary of the government. He remits your punishment, and even restores you to your former grade, but on one condition. A condition? Speak, Colonel, speak. I will do anything to save my life, and still more to save my honor. It is on the condition that you never get drunk any more. Oh, Colonel, that is impossible. What? Impossible? And to escape death? You are going to be shot tomorrow. Think of that. Do you see, Colonel, that in order to keep this condition, I should be forced to give up drinking wine altogether? For Cambrone and the bottle are such good friends that they never know how to part. It is impossible to stop. So you see, I cannot promise never to get drunk again. But wretched man, can you not promise to drink no more wine? None at all? Certainly. Ah, that is a serious thing to propose, no wine at all. None at all. And Colonel, if I gave this promise, what warrant would you have that I should keep it? Your word of honor. I want nothing else. I know you well, and I am convinced that if you give it, you will keep it. 
As the condemned man remained silent, he added, Well, Cambrone, what have you decided? You are too good to me, Colonel, replied Cambrone in a moved and serious tone. I thank you for your confidence. I appreciate it even more than the pardon that you bring me. God hears us. Then lifting his hand, I, Cambrone, swear to you that one drop of wine shall never touch my lips again during the whole of my life. Are you satisfied, Colonel? Yes, my friend, he replied, pleased and touched by what he had just heard. Yes, I am satisfied with you. Tomorrow you will be free. Be a brave soldier and employ in the service of your country the life she gives you back today. The next day, Corporal Cambrone returned to his regiment and resumed his former duties. Twenty-five years after, Corporal Cambrone had become General Cambrone. He had commanded the Imperial Guard at Waterloo and had displayed remarkable courage in that heroic retreat which everyone knows. After the fall of the Empire, he lived quietly at Paris, loved and honored by all. His former colonel, broken down by advancing years and by the fatigues of service, had also retired from military life. He knew that General Cambrone was at Paris and invited him to dine with him. He also invited several old brothers-in-arms and prepared quite a banquet for the occasion. The place of honor was given to Cambrone, on the right hand of the master of the house. When they were at the table, the colonel offered his guests a glass of old wine of great price, which was always reserved for special occasions. Cambrone looked at his host with surprise. What are you offering me? He exclaimed. Why, some Rhenish wine, General, and of a very superior quality. It is more than a hundred years old. You will find none like it in Paris. And as Cambrone seemed irritated at his words, he added, Why, General, I assure you it is excellent. Just taste it, and you... And my word of honor, Colonel, my word of honor, exclaimed Cambrone, striking the table. And Nantes, and the prison, and the pardon... Have you forgotten it all, my good friend? For whom do you take Cambrone? From that very day a drop of wine has never touched my lips. I swore to you, and I have kept my word. The colonel, full of admiration for such unfaltering fidelity, pressed his wine no longer, but commended himself anew for having preserved such a man to France. Men correct their vices when they desire to do so. The word impossible is not in our language. Still less is it a Christian word. A firm resolution and an earnest desire overcome all obstacles. End of section 62